Girl Scout volunteers, Randy Bynum here, CEO of Girl Scouts of Nassau County. Welcome to our Volunteer Connections podcast. You'll learn about all things Girl Scouts, like our amazing planning resources, our council happenings, and all the skills you'll attain by being a volunteer with Girl Scouts of Nassau County. We are here to support your journey as a volunteer and can't wait to learn about how you will build girls of courage, confidence, and character to make the world a better place. Welcome to the first episode of the Volunteer Connections podcast with Girl Scouts of Nassau County. My name is Kathy and I am your host. My Girl Scout journey began first as an intern and then shortly after I became a volunteer and then sometime after that I got hired full-time. Currently I'm a volunteer training and resource manager which means I work to support adult volunteers by helping them with troop planning and creating training resources that will help them understand the Girl Scout program. I love helping volunteers. It gives me such joy to help them feel more confident and as knowledgeable as they can be in their role. It's been so rewarding for me to meet so many different volunteers throughout the years and to learn from them. And now I'm so excited that I can keep the connection going with this podcast. Today I'm discussing how you can start your Girl Scout year strong. Before I dive in, I want you to know that in the description of this episode will include timestamps where you can see when I cover each topic throughout the episode. So you can click ahead to a specific topic you want to hear if you're returning to this episode for a second time, or you just want to listen to particular topics. And you'll also see the direct links and how to access the PDFs that tie into the topics I'll talk about today. I really value your feedback, so please click the link to the feedback form and let me know what you would like me to talk about in future episodes. And last but not least, if you're interested in supporting GSNC, whether it be with a donation, sending a girl to camp, or other options, you can click that link as well to see all of the ways to give back. When you start planning your meetings, there are always tons of activities to choose from, right? So to help guide you on how to start, I'm going to give you some tips and resources to keep in mind when planning. Four topics that I believe are the most helpful at the beginning of a new membership year are time management, building a strong co-leader relationship, planning girl-led meetings, and money-earning activities. So let's start with time management and building a strong co-leader relationship. Now, I know managing time can be very difficult with all of the responsibilities you're juggling. So, of course, it's going to take some time and and practice. But if you work towards managing your time effectively and also building a positive relationship with your co-leader or co-leaders, that will give you the foundation that you need to start your year off strong. When preparing your meetings and planning, you can start to manage your time effectively by implementing a structure for each of your troop meetings. If you're already doing this, great. If you're not, I strongly encourage you to try implementing a structure. Specifically, try first incorporating just an opening and a closing ceremony into your meetings. An example of a great opening would be the Girl Scout Promise. You can also add on saying the Girl Scout Law as well. For a closing, The girls can do a friendship circle, they can sing their favorite song, or they can share their favorite part of the meeting. But implementing these will help to get the girls into a routine. And once you have a structure to follow, you'll always have a base to work off of, and then you can customize from there. 
For your first time trying this out, you want to be sure to explain to the girls, of course, what an opening and a closing ceremony is. Let them know that every meeting there is going to be an opening and a closing. And then after a little bit, they'll expect that opening ceremony as their cue that the meeting is starting. And same with the closing. They'll know that when that friendship circle comes, that's their last activity for the day. And after some time, see what openings and closings they want to do to switch things up a bit. Another amazing option to help you with time management is to utilize the Volunteer Toolkit, also known as the VTK. I'm hoping a lot of you listening know what the VTK is and you've checked it out at least. With the VTK, you'll see meetings for badges and awards all timed out for you. All of the planning is done. You'll see an opening and closing ceremony added for any badge, award, or journey meeting, along with a complete materials list and every activity that the girls need to do to earn what they want to. Linked in the description of this episode is how to log into the VTK so you can access everything that you need. And as a reminder, I will link everything related to this episode in the description. So if you're already doing the things that I've mentioned so far, but you're still struggling with time management, try reevaluating a few things. First, are you giving yourself enough time to plan your meetings? While you can go on the VTK and access any badge and award meetings that are already planned out for you, it still takes time to read through all the options and prepare the materials that you need. So be sure to not wait until the day or two before your meetings to start planning, I suggest setting up a time with your co-leader to discuss everything and work out all the details. Now, if you're taking the lead on the planning, make sure you're looking at your calendar, you pick a date and time that you can commit to start. Another thing to make sure of is that you have enough help. I found that from talking to leaders over the years, if they're taking on everything and they have a co-leader that is just acting as a helper but is not acting as an equal, it's, it's going to be a lot more time consuming and difficult. So discussing how you can work together to plan and divide up responsibilities will really help to even up that workload. So this leads us to the tips I have when planning with co-leaders to help you build a strong relationship. The first step to building a strong co-leader relationship is simply getting to know your co-leaders. Starting a new relationship as a co-leader with another adult can be exciting and it can also be challenging. You may already know your co-leader personally, but working with them as a co-leader is a new commitment that you haven't shared with them before. So to get to know them, set up a time to meet. Once you meet with them, it's helpful to ask them questions like, What do you hope to do with our troop this year? What are your hobbies? Why did you sign your daughter up for Girl Scouts? Simple things like that. I suggest writing out some questions like this ahead of time, just so you have them prepared. And if you struggle with making conversation, that's even more of a reason to prepare ahead of time. And then after you get to know them, hone in on each of your roles in the troop. It's not one size fits all by any means. So you can talk about maybe splitting responsibilities 50-50, or any other way that works for the both, both of you based on your schedules. Either way, just have a conversation about what each of your strengths are and come to agree, an agreement on who is doing what. 
Maybe one person is stronger with handling troop finances and the other is more creative. Just think about those things and come to an agreement on how you want to split up responsibilities. You also want to talk about how to handle troop conflict. Now, this is not a topic that is fun to talk about, but I promise you'll be happy that you did take the time to do it. You want to be honest and communicate with each other on how you typically respond to conflict. If there's an issue with the troop, discuss how you both feel that you would like it handled. This will really help both of you understand how you will work together to handle situations that may come up, and it really will ultimately ensure that you both are on the same page. If you're on the same page when it comes to handling conflict, that means that you'll be ready if a situation comes up that you have to handle. While it'll definitely always be uncomfortable to deal with, you'll know how to work with them and handle it head on, which is the most important part. And remember, you're not alone. You can always reach out to your service unit and ask for guidance, and you can also contact us at GSNC for support. And then lastly, communication is so key. Now, I know you're busy, and I don't expect you to be communicating with your co-leader every day, right? That's not realistic. But what you can do is schedule check-ins with them. So decide what times work throughout the year, and then set up a day and a time to meet regularly to discuss anything that comes up, or simply just to check in with one another. And remember, you don't necessarily have to meet in person. You can check in and plan together virtually, or you can talk on the phone, whatever works. But when it comes to planning, just make sure that you agree on who is planning what so that you're always on the same page. So now let's shift to talking about our third topic, which is tips on how to plan girl-led meetings. While you and your co-leader are the ones leading your troop, no matter what age the girls are, they should always be the lead in telling you what activities they want to do. And of course, as they get older, they should be taking on more and more responsibility when planning meetings. Now, I know it can be difficult to let go of the control of the planning, but you simply need to work towards it and giving girls that responsibility. If you're the ones choosing the badges and deciding what trips and community service that the girls are going to be a part of, they're eventually going to lose interest and they're not going to be having fun. Research shows that girls are more likely to stay in Girl Scouts when their voices are heard and are leading their Girl Scout experience. Now, of course, having the girls take the lead while planning looks different when they're younger, but there's always ways to make sure that they have a say in what they're doing. You can start including them by simply just asking them what their interests are. And at the start of the year, have a planning meeting with them where they'll tell you what they want to be involved in. For younger girls, ask them what topics they enjoy. Do they like helping others? Do they like creating things? Do they want to be involved in sports? Things like that. And once they share that, you can narrow down what badges and pedals and awards that they would like. Now for older girls, you can facilitate a conversation where they tell you your interests, but you can also easily show them how to access the badge and award information online or how to access the printed out booklets so that they can choose and tell you what they want to take part in throughout the year. And then having them vote on options is also a way for the girls to feel like they have a voice during the process. And this works for any age. I recommend using something called the Award and Badge Explorer when working with them to plan. 
The Award and Badge Explorer is a tool that gives you an image and a short summary of the badges and awards for every Girl Scout level. Having an image and short summary is perfect for the girls to get an idea of what's available to them and it just helps them to start the conversation about what they want to be involved in. And I also highly recommend using our Possibilities Program and Event Guide as a planning tool. You can have the girls look through that and choose their five top activities that they want and then work with them from there to see what's going to fit into the troop budget and the time frame that you have. And if the girls are too young to browse through possibilities themselves, you can pick some opportunities and discuss it with them to see what they think and what they want to be involved in. And of course, I'll link the Award and Badge Explorer and our current edition of possibilities for you in the description so you can check those out. Also, goal setting is always something that should be a part of the conversation while you're planning with the girls. You want to be sure that they understand that Certain activities, of course, cost money, and and you want to talk about what the troop can currently or can't afford, and just explain to them that there's ways that you can help them achieve what they want, like participating in different money-earning activities that we have. And that takes us into our last topic for today. The best way for your troop to earn money is to participate in our money earning activities, which is our Mags and Munchies and our cookie program. Mags and Munchies is still going on right now for a little longer. Order taking is going to be done soon on November 6th. If your troop isn't participating in Mags and Munchies, definitely consider introducing them to the program next year. If you're not familiar, Mags and Munchies is our fall product program sale where girls will be able to market and sell a variety of nuts, snacks, and magazines. And by participating in Mags and Munchies, it gives the girls really great startup funds at the beginning of the year. And girls will have a lot of options within Mags and Munchies to earn funds. So I encourage you to look at all of that next year if you're not participating now and see if the girls would be interested. And by participating in the program, girls will learn five important skills, goal setting, decision making, money management, people skills, and business ethics. To get you started, you can contact your service unit Mags and Munchies chair. If you're not sure who that is, I'll link information in the description to help you get started. And from there, your troop can decide to earn additional funds on its own. So troops that have participated in Mags and Munchies and the cookie program first can then request to take part in additional troop money earning opportunities. And I'll link more about the form that you would need to fill out to participate in that in the description as well. So that brings us to the end of our episode today. Stay connected with us by following this podcast and switching on notifications to get informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. You can find this podcast on our dedicated podcast website, which is on Anchor, and that can be found on gsnc.org. You'll also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Another way to stay connected is to join me and my training partner, Krista, during our live monthly Volunteer Connections Zoom meetings. Here's a message from her to all of you. Hey, everyone. My name is Krista. As Kathy shared, I'm also a volunteer training and resource manager at GSNC. 
I wanted to pop into this episode to invite you to join us at our monthly Volunteer Connections live meetings, where Kathy and I connect with you face-to-face and teach you all the ways you can build your skills as a volunteer. The meetings are held on the second Monday of each month from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. The link to register for those meetings are in the description of this episode. Now, back to you, Kathy. So as Krista said, I hope you consider joining us during our live meetings so we can connect with you face-to-face and to help you build your skills. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in to our next episode on November 24th where I talk about Girl Scout ceremonies and prepping for the cookie program.